Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. It seems like we were just hanging out just a matter of literally just hours ago, live streaming the State of the Union together. I just want to say thank you to everybody who joined us over on Rumble last night. We had what we called a cringy watch party of the State of the Union because, let's be honest, nobody really wanted to watch Biden's State of the Union address, a one-hour and 20-minute speech by Joe Biden, a real snooze fest, but we have to watch it because we have to know what's going on. We have to be able to analyze what Biden says so we know what the Democrats' political strategy is going forward into the next year. The next year, year and a half, is a presidential election cycle. And he gave us some some clues, so important to listen, but really so much fun. Um, if you guys haven't subscribed to the show, go over to Rumble, rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Hit subscribe so you never miss one of these live streams. Um, we did one a week or so ago about the Project Veritas expose on Pfizer. We did another one last night for the State of the Union. We're going to be doing more of them. So rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Hit that subscribe button so you can join us. I loved all of your guys' comments. You had me in stitches a couple of times. I had to hit. I have a mute button underneath my desk that I can hit with my foot if I have to cough or something or if I need to talk to a producer when we're playing a video. And I actually had to hit the mute button a couple of times when the State of the Union was going on because your comments were making me laugh. Um, and it wasn't a time that I could that I could laugh audibly. So make sure to go over to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler to join us over there. Um, what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about Biden's cringiest moments of the State of the Union, starting with, well, I guess suppose this wasn't Joe Biden himself, but Joe Biden's wife, Jill Biden, the first lady, entered the Capitol, entered the House of Representatives, and she goes over and she sits next to Kamala Harris's husband, the second gentleman, and they kiss. Not like a not like a, a cheek-to-cheek kiss, you know, the social, like, peck on the cheek. No, they kiss, like, right smack on the mouth, like a smoocheroo. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. So I want to talk about that. And Biden's gaffes. Um, I expected a lot of gaffes from Biden. We got a lot of gaffes from Biden. Let's talk about the ones that made our skin crawl the most. That's sort of the fun part of the analysis. Um, but the important part of the analysis, the biggest takeaways from this speech was the fact that Biden told us his strategy for this next one year and nine months until the 2024 presidential election. He told us, he gave us, he he gave us a peek at his cards, right? He told us how the Democrats are going to play this next election, what what strategy they're going to use to try to get votes from voters who may not be as politically aware as you are, may not be as politically aware as I am. um, And, and, he told us that he's going to try to pretend to be a centrist again, the same strategy that he used in 2020. So what I want to talk about is that, and I want to give Republicans some advice because there is a way for Republicans to counter this strategy. There is a way for Republicans to defeat this strategy, not just in our political circles, not just in in commentary and cable news and Congress. There is a way to defeat this strategy of Joe Biden's in the eyes of the American voter, even voters who are not particularly politically aware. Maybe they're proverbially known as low information voters. 
Republicans not only have an opportunity, they have a responsibility and the capacity, now that they are in charge of the House of Representatives, to defeat this strategy of Joe Biden's. And it is up to you and I to make sure that our elected representatives are aware of this. So uh, let's analyze it. Let's get to it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's start with perhaps um, the moment that is sticking in all of our minds. The moment at the very beginning where... First Lady Jill Biden entered and went over and gave the second gentleman, Kamala Harris's husband, a kiss on the mouth. Did you guys see that? That's weird, right? Like, that's not normal. I, I, I don't know who does that. That's very weird. Very, very strange. If you haven't seen it, go look on Twitter. You know, it's everywhere over there. That's a really weird thing to do. A really weird thing to do. Okay, so that's the cringiest moment. The other cringe moments, and you can please, in the in the comments, go ahead and toss in your, your ideas for the cringiest moments. The opening, when Joe Biden goes, um, Chief Justice, I'd like to ask permission for this lady, his wife, to go to go somewhere next week. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. That's really uncomfortable. I assume he's talking about the Super Bowl. Really uncomfortable, weird. I don't like the heckling from Republicans. I think it's a stronger move. It's not very respectful. Even if, even if Biden himself, his policies aren't worthy of respect. This is supposed to be, you're supposed to act with decorum. I don't love that. I understand the emotion and the frustration and just save the fact checking for afterward. But Biden had such a cringy moment during some of that heckling when he goes, I enjoy conversion. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if- Like what? What do you mean? Are you, are you talking about conversation? Because that's not what you said. You said conversion. Um, and then when the Ukrainian ambassador, when Biden forgot her name, which is also uncomfortable, maybe he just couldn't pronounce it on the teleprompter. He says, will you stand up so we can all take a look at you? Our ambassador is here. United, we're in uniting our support of your country. Will you stand so we can all take a look at you? Thank you. Because we're going to stand with you as long as it takes. This, like, two seconds after Paul Pelosi strokes her on the arm, creepily rubs her. Very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable here. Um, okay, 
So fact checks that I have been typing, furiously typing out since the beginning of this feed. Let's go through a couple of them here. First of all, um, unemployment down to 3.4% at a 50-year low is not due to Joe Biden creating jobs. It's due to the fact that during COVID, not the virus, but the government shut down people's workplaces. We're not finished yet by any stretch of the imagination, but unemployment rate is at 3.4%, a 50-year low. A near record unemployment. They closed our businesses. They prohibited us from working. And when they reopened it, those jobs, those people were able to work their jobs again. That is not job creation. That, that would be like um, if someone broke into your home and put their hands around your neck, throttling you and you couldn't breathe. And then they took their hands off your neck and they were like, look, I gave you life. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You almost murdered me. And I was able to just restore my regular trajectory of life once you got your hand off my throat. That's what Joe Biden did to our economy. He didn't create those jobs. He almost extinguished them, almost snuffed them out. And then when he let them live, he's taking credit for their life. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's blaming inflation. That's the first fact check. The second one is he blames inflation on the pandemic, as if the pandemic is just this this amorphous thing that controls us. No, what what happened during COVID-19 is government policies in the name of COVID harmed us, harmed our economy. Inflation has been a global problem because the pandemic disrupted our supply chains and Putin's unfair and brutal war in Ukraine disrupted energy supplies as well as food supplies, blocking all that grain in Ukraine. But we're better positioned than any country on earth right now. It wasn't the virus that did this. It was politicians reacting to the virus. He blamed inflation on the pandemic supply chain and on Putin's brutal war, but this is not true. This is not true at all. And even if it were, let's, let's, let's entertain the premise of that second part, Putin's brutal war to blame for inflation. Well, there was a peace deal between the Russians and the Ukrainians that was this close to coming to fruition a couple months ago, a year ago. It's actually been a year ago now, almost a year ago. And what stopped that? Western leaders like Boris Johnson from the United Kingdom stopped that peace deal. So if Putin's war is to blame for inflation, which it's not, but even if it were, Western nations like the United States and the United Kingdom are to blame for creating this war into a forever war. So Putin is not to blame for that. Western nations are. Inflation falling every month compared to what? When something falls by a fraction of a percentage point, 
that is not the comparison that Biden thinks it is. The everyday American citizen is struggling to put gas in their car and food on their table. Eggs, milk, baby formula. This has been a a, a stress that's been riding on our backs for the last year. The reason that we are facing inflation is because Joe Biden spends money that we don't have. And when you spend money that we don't have, whether it's on the Ukraine forever war, whether it's on policies that are masked as COVID relief, but really aren't, what happens is spending money we don't have devalues our dollar. When the dollar is devalued, that causes inflation. This is just elementary economics. Biden knows this, his speechwriters know this, and I think the American people know this as well. That's why when people are asked about the economy, they are dissatisfied with what Biden has done. They know that Biden inflation is Biden's fault. That's the two fact checks that stuck out to me the most. Also, also, the electric cars. When he's talking about climate change, and like I said, during the State of the Union, wait until Friday, I have just a, a, a great show, a stellar show for you about this exact topic that's going to be out on Friday. But he talks about putting electric car chargers all across the country and transforming our fleet, our, our gas-powered cars, into electric cars. Clean energy to cut pollution and create jobs in communities often left behind. We're going to build 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations installed across the country by tens of thousands of IBW workers. And a couple of things here. First of all, the cost of energy is going to skyrocket to the point that charging your electric car will be far more expensive than filling up your tank of gas, even with the price of gas right now. And that will be unaffordable to most people, even if they could afford purchasing an electric car which they probably won't be able to afford, but then the government won't have, our our energy grid won't be able to support a nation of electric cars. And so what you'll have is you'll have government picking and choosing people who are allowed to charge their cars and people who are not allowed to charge their cars or certain times of day or a certain amount of charge or the price will be so high that that manipulated market will only allow very rich people to charge their cars where you and I will be left with nothing. This is a phenomenally dangerous idea. The underpinning of this is a lie. This this climate catastrophe that we're told is going to happen at any moment isn't. The past 50, 60 years, first in the 1970s, then the 80s, 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, now the 2020s, we have been told that we are facing impending doom if we don't stop using fossil fuels. None of this has come true. We've been told we'd face 50 million climate refugees, that our our cities that are on the coasts would be submerged in water. We've been told that the polar ice caps would melt, polar bears would be extinct. All of this, all of this, 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 these apocalyptic predictions have not happened. But these apocalyptic predictions are what the left uses to convince us to embrace policies that would harm us, like electric vehicles all over the country when we don't have an energy grid to support that. And we rely and need fossil fuels, not just not just for energy, not just for powering our cars, but for life, for medication. Pharmaceuticals in general are made from petrochemicals. Our textiles are made from petrochemicals. Our food supply relies on the fertilizer and and the and the pesticides that allow us to grow the crops that we rely on, and not just us in our country, but that the globe, people around the globe rely on. This is what Biden wants to disrupt. This is fundamentally dangerous fundamentally dangerous. And he does this pretending that he wants to work with Republicans. So I want to talk about that talking point for just a second. 
Biden, just a couple months ago, you remember his Gates of Hell speech, right? It looked like that that um, office episode where where Dwight Schrute was pounding pounding on the podium, um, imitating imitating. I think it was Adolf Hitler. But the point of all of that was Biden had the same demeanor as Dwight Schrute. He had this red lighting behind him, these two pillars, these these guards, these two Marine guards. And it was, it looked like he was giving a speech from the gates of hell. And what he said in this speech, he demonized and vilified Republicans to such an extent as no president had ever done before. He called us extremists. He told us that essentially, if you questioned the integrity of the 2020 election, if you were someone who voted for Trump, then your words incited actual violence. Your words were the equivalent of essentially homicide. He called us domestic terrorists, extremists. There's never been a more divisive speech given in the history of the United States where a president of the United States vilifies on a general basis the people of the other party, half of the country, the way that Biden did to Republicans. He did that right before the midterm elections, and it was effective. Fast forward to now, and he's acting like he wants to be bipartisan and work together. And conflict, for the sake of conflict, is not his style. He wants to, he wants to have a unity agenda. You all are as formed as I am, but I think the people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. That's always been my vision of our country, and I know it's many of yours to restore the soul of this nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, America's middle class, and to unite the country. We've been sent here to finish the job, in my view. This is A, not true. B, there's no virtue in compromise in and of itself. Republicans should not compromise on matters of principle. But three, this is pandering. This is the moment that shows us what Biden's strategy is going to be for 2024. He's going to pretend to want to work together. He's going to pretend that he's here at the table waiting for Republicans, the party of no, just to work with him, to get things done, to be centrist and not to, not to, just, be, not to just be someone stopping the, the uh, legislative agenda that the American people, that would serve the American people the best. It's a lie. It's a hideous lie. It's a lie I take umbrage to after being told that I was a domestic terrorist by, by Joe Biden just a couple months ago before the midterms. But let me just say, this will be very, very effective if Republicans don't properly counter it. This narrative, Joe Biden painting himself as a centrist, pretending to extend the invitation to Republicans to come to the table and accomplish things that we both agree on, this is palatable to the American public. So you think about voters who are the, the proverbial low information voters, people who aren't ideologically Republican, ideologically Democrat, who maybe voted for Joe Biden because they didn't like Donald Trump. This will work to convince those voters to vote for a Democrat again, to vote for Joe Biden in 2024, unless Republicans prove him wrong. Unless Kevin McCarthy, as the Speaker of the House in the House of Representatives, unless he brings to the floor Every single issue where Republican voters and Democrat voters actually agree, but Democrat voters are not in agreement with the Democrat leadership. I'll give you a couple of examples here. School choice. Democrat voters and Republican voters both support that, but Democrat politicians oppose it. 
bring that to the floor. Show the American people that Biden's promise of being bipartisan, of working together, is a lie. A lie that contradicts what voters themselves want. Abortion is another issue. The vast, vast, vast majority, more than three quarters of the American people, want abortion banned in the third trimester. Over 60% of the American people want abortion banned in the second trimester as well. Bring that to the floor of the House of Representatives. Let the American people know that the Democrat politicians are not interested in being bipartisan. They're radical and they are extreme. There's actually many issues like this. Transgender surgeries for children is another one. Critical race theory is another one. Groomer teachers is another one. A lot of these uncomfortable cultural issues, these social issues, the American people agree with each other, whether they're a Democrat voter or a Republican voter. The disagreement comes from Democrat politicians. So this is up. What will happen between now and a year and a half from now, maybe a year and nine months from now until the next presidential election, if this is the game that Democrats want to play, Republicans have the opportunity, the responsibility, and the capacity, because they have a majority in the House of Representatives, to prove Biden wrong. The question is whether they will take that opportunity or whether, as they have done in the past, they will throw away their chance to actually succeed. They will, they will play politics badly, whether they will lose or not. Because if they don't take advantage of this opportunity, they will lose. And when they lose, we lose. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are so many other things that we need to talk about. The one well-crafted part of Biden's speech was the part on Tyree Nichols. Um, I don't agree with Biden's agenda on police. He's very anti-police. He's very Black Lives Matter. He's very abolish the police. But the speech itself was well-crafted because he kept his policies vague. He kept his policies disguised from the American people and just played on the emotions that we all share that were horrified at what happened to Tyree Nichols, that the crime that was committed against him. Now, Biden, of course, conflated that with um, police in general. He said this happens far too often. It doesn't happen often, actually. It's very, very, very infrequent that police commit crimes against black men um, in this way. And especially given the fact that there was no racial bias or racial hatred or racial element that appeared present or appeared to be a motivating factor in this crime that these police officers committed against Tyree Nichols. So no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen every day. But Biden is hoping that you won't know that. Biden is hoping that you will you will believe his words and, and ride the emotion that we all feel 
ride to a an illogical and false conclusion here. Fentanyl he talked about, and there's really a very two very simple things that can be done to stop the flow of fentanyl into our nation. The first is secure our border, which Biden did not suggest. And the second is hold China accountable for this because fentanyl is sent by China. China is responsible for, for the fentanyl. But again, he talked about a path to citizenship for people who are here illegally instead of talking about securing our border. We now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. And then, of course, Paul Pelosi at the end. I think a lot of us, after seeing that video of Paul Pelosi being attacked by that lunatic with the hammer, you know, we're horrified by this. This, this was a disgusting, grotesque act of violence. Uh, it wasn't partisan violence. This was a guy who lived in a hippie commune, this, this attacker of Paul Pelosi. This commune had a Black Lives Matter flag and a trans flag, very far leftist uh, ideology that was embraced at this commune where he lived, clearly out of his head, drug-addled. He'd, he'd abandoned his family for years at a time in a drug-addled state. The left and the mainstream media portrayed this man as being a, a, an average Trump supporter, and that was, of course, a lie. But this is where, and I predicted this right before, right before Biden started speaking, there would be a contradiction. My friend Paul Pelosi, Paul Stanley. Biden would pretend to want a unity agenda, but he would paint anyone, any Republican who supported Trump or who has questions about the integrity of, of the election in 2020 or the electioneering that the Democrats have engaged in in 2022 as well as, well, I can't be bipartisan with them because they're too radical. I can just be bipartisan with mainstream Republicans. So who are mainstream Republicans. He wants to define what makes a Republican a real Republican, a Republican that he can do business with. And by doing that, if Republicans allow him to do that, he's going to eliminate actual conservatives, actual Republicans, anybody who's not just a softy, squishy, establishment gop -er, like McConnell, maybe. If we let Biden, if we let Biden define him. When I came to office, most assured that bipartisanship assumed was impossible, but never believed it. That's why a year ago, I offered a unity agenda to the nation as I stood here. We made real progress together. We passed the law making it easy for doctors to prescribe effective treatments for opioid addiction. We passed the gun safety law, making historic investments in mental health. We launched the ARPA-H drive for breakthrough in the fights against cancer, Alzheimer's, and diabetes, and so much more. The speech was far too long, um, very painful, full of gaffes, full of weird comments, rife with lies. But my biggest takeaway is his unity agenda. This will be, mark my words, this will be what he uses for the next year as he tries to outmaneuver Republicans in the eyes of voters who don't pay as much attention as you do, who don't pay as much attention as I do, who just hear, oh good, this guy's not partisan, not super partisan. He wants to actually work with Republicans. Why are Republicans saying no? If Republicans don't properly counter that, then Democrats will win 
in 2024. I'm going to read through a couple of, I'm going to read through some of your guys' comments because I have been following and tracking your comments the whole time. I couldn't read all of them out loud because, um, because I would have interrupted Biden too much, but let's look at what some of you guys, what your takeaways are. Um, yes, Tdub32 says Biden wants to work with rhino squishes. That's exactly right. He wants to work with people like Mitch McConnell who wore a Ukrainian flag colored tie to the state of the union of the United States of America. Mitch McConnell has done a lot of offensive things, a lot of weird things, and this is right up there at the weirdest and most offensive. Um, okay, let's look. Biden, Boomer Grandpa, nice username, <laughs> says Biden Utopia is a fraud. Yes, it is. Biden Utopia is a fraud. None of the things that he says are true, and none of the outcomes that he claims will happen as a result of his policies will actually happen. Gray Force 11 says the executive branch has gone rogue. Yes, it has. And there's a name for that. It's not just the swamp. It's not just the deep state. The name for the part of the executive branch that has gone rogue or the way the executive branch has gone rogue is the administrative state. I wish I had a t-shirt that just said abolish the administrative state. I would wear it everywhere because this is actually the root of a lot of the corruption in our government. We're not going to be able to win these debates and conversations just on the airwaves or even legislatively in Congress when Congress has delegated their legislative authority away to the executive branch, given it to these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats who are basically impossible to fire, who make rules that govern our lives, and we have no recourse except to obey them. That, that's the real deep state. That's the real swamp, the administrative state. And until that is reformed, until we enforce the separation of powers doctrine and enforce the non-delegation theory in the judicial branch, then the legislative branch is going to continue to give away their powers to, or their authority to the executive branch, which messes up our system of checks and balances. Nothing is going to be fixed until we fix that. All right, let's see. Uh, Sid66 says border. Yes, a well thought out uh, comment there, border. Yep. Let's fix that border. No, I'm, I, I kid you. I kid you. Um, yes, the border needs to be, the border crisis needs to be addressed. I mean, he talked about drug overdoses and he didn't mention that this could be fixed if we stop flooding our country, if we stop allowing our country to be flooded with drugs that are being trafficked across our open border, an open border that Biden obviously, that Biden obviously supports, or he would do something about it. Um, some Democrats looking, a lot of you guys' comments. Yes, 500,000 charging stations for 5 million cars means a line of 10 cars waiting to charge up on the highway, and those charging stations rely on fossil fuels. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, oh, you guys are correcting me for the, the, the Dwight Schrute thing. Dwight Schrute was imitating Mussolini. That's probably right. I have a vague recollection of it. Um, Salty Legionnaire says, you will eat bugs and you will enjoy it. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is Biden, right? His Build Back Better agenda is just begot of the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab and his folks named this type of agenda, a Build Back Better agenda. Biden copied their literal name. It's a copy and paste agenda from the World Economic Forum. That's why I tell Republicans over and over, this is the last, this is, this is how I'm going to wrap this up. I tell Republicans, there is no virtue in compromising when what you are putting on the negotiation table is our principles, our values, our morals, our liberty, 
and our country. There's no value in saying, oh good, we met halfway. I allowed them to chop off just half of my arm, but good because we wanna, we wanna meet in the middle. There is no virtue in compromise when our principles are on the table. And if we look at the Biden administration and we refuse to acknowledge the reality of this political opposition, this political enemy that we face, that they've embraced a neo-Marxist ideology, then we're not gonna fight well against them and we're not gonna win, they are. This was very clear in this speech tonight, exactly where Biden stands on this issue. Um, as long as Republicans are courageous enough to fight back in the right way, which is exactly how I described what Republicans can do for the next year and a half. All right, guys, this was really fun. I appreciate everyone. So many people stuck around for this entire speech. Um, and I was hoping that Biden's speech would be just a little shorter. I really appreciate it. I had a great time with you. Thank you for all your comments. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my show already, do so. Subscribe here on Rumble, please. Go over to YouTube if you could subscribe on there. Although, I know a lot of you are here because YouTube is not the land of the free and Rumble is. On Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate each and every one of you and everybody who subscribes. Uh, helps with the visibility and the discoverability of the show so other people can hear what you and I sit here and talk about every single day. Uh, on that note, that's, that's it for me. Thank you so much for being here and good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.